Welcome to episode 164 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the Peter Brock of Orienteering, mainly because my <laughs> preference is to do it in a car, Mick, and let me <laughs> to the rest of the team. The man that said Chris Martin modelled his game on, welcome Alex. Uh, hello everyone, uh, the batting game or the bowling game are you talking about? I'd say the batting game between you and me, Alex. Or not the, the lead figure of a huge rock band game. No, not that uh, bloke okay. either. After the couple of uh, leave one and get bold, Cam Green was, was doing, he was a candidate for <laughs> the game as well. Take my mantle. All right, next up is the man from the wrong side of the compass, come good, welcome Ross. <laughs> and... Ross goes running late. So the fuck is he? Join at some stage later on down the track. Uh, spon- spontaneous yeah. uh, family gathering, I think. Yeah. It's those uh, surprise Christmas parties that really sneak yeah. up on you. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever plans for them. They just jump out of a bush and attack you, and you suddenly you're in a Christmas party. And lastly, our resident standing behind the stumps and letting the gloves do all the work guru. Welcome, David. Did you say 164, did you? I did. Fucking hell. How long have you gone for that? How has it gone for that long? Fucking hell. I've just got a message here yep. um, from during the week. Wednesday yep. night, all right for everyone. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that from, mate? That's from Ross. <laughs> uh, something must have popped up. Yeah, yeah. Just out of the blue. We do know he's a social butterfly with a very full calendar. So. Oh, massive. <laughs> Is the reason he's known as, as is the reason he's the Paris Hilton of Bendigo, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know if it's for that, but it might be something else. Uh, welcome everyone to the Frederick Howard Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So, we're going to kick off with the big story, and that's of course the Ashes. So, um, our last recording was actually day one of the first test. Um, so we're going to touch on the first test before we get into all the um, surrounding information from the second test. So uh, so as we know, as we already spoke about, Jimmy Anderson uh, was left out and Stu Broad was made 12th man. Uh, everyone except the English coach have basically come out since then and said they fucked up. He stands by that he would still <laughs> pick the same team no matter what. So good for you, mate. I think you're wrong, but good for you for fucking standing up to yourself, yeah. standing yeah. by your bad, bad decisions. Wokes is three at 275 or whatever it yeah. is probably, you know, lends to say that he made the wrong choice. Believe it or not, I'm no international cricket expert, but I also think they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we know, um, in that test, the bombs on the toss and they chose to bat. They chose to bat poorly, that is, as they would get rolled for 147. <laughs> uh, Josh, Josh Butler would make 39. Ollie Pope would get 35. It was the captain, the skipper, Big Paddy comes and take five for 38 and would be helped out by Mitch Stark, who would take two for 35. Uh, the Aussies make 425 in reply. It was Big Trav Head who got 152. Yep. My man. Warner would get 94 and Marnus would get 74. Uh, pick of the bowling from the Englishman was Ollie Robinson. We get three for 58. And the man who likes to talk to his fake horse, Mark Wood, would get three for 85. Maybe not fake horse, imaginary horse. That might be a bit more accurate. I'd be interested to see how Mark Wood goes in the next test after yeah, bowling like so well on the field. Here, so he's mm. got to be a shoe-in, you'd think. But, uh, That's right. So uh, England make 297 in reply. Joe Root gets 89. Darwood Milan gets 82. Nath Lyon would get four for 91. And Big Cam Green would get two for 23, including the scalp of Joe Root, who after getting him out about two or three times, apparently is now his bunny, according to the <laughs> Winniverse of cricket. But, and according to Shane Ward, he's oh, the second coming of Jofra Archer. <laughs> every time Joe Root rocks up, Shane Ward's like, why isn't he bowling? Why isn't he bowling? It's, it's like the that. greatest it's like person ever. It's like the fucking Poochie episode of The Simpsons. goes into a meeting. And goes, this is how we can make it better. When Poochie's not on screen, everyone needs to be going, hey, where's Poochie? What's Poochie <laughs> um, So the Aussies would need to get 20 to um, win the match. Uh, so they would get that one down as uh, Alex Carey threw away a really, really good chance to get a 10. And he got nine. Um, and Marcus Harris would get nine not out, just short of his Ashes uh, average. I love Marcus, but he has been struggling. Uh, so the Big odds time. is by nine wickets. Trav Head was man of the match. Loser of the match was the entire England <laughs> test team. <laughs> was the entire England test team who lost their entire match fee in fines due to bad over rates. 
Yes, Alex. Do I need to go to an op shop to get a throwaway trophy for the loser, <laughs> loser of the week of the trophy? Yeah, yeah, loser of the this ashes. The golden thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like the Mirrorly and Warren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like a gold cast of a thumbs down. Gold cast of Ian Chappell with his hair down, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, so I know we haven't spoken about it, but that test has been done to death, so we'll just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of people going, oh, there's so many, so much time left. They shouldn't have been done for overrates. Rules are rules. Like, you know, fuck it. Well, on the overrate front, um, I was listening to uh, Ciappelli on ABC Radio in Australia, and he was saying at the end, and I listened to the end of that test while I was driving, doing something. I can't remember why. But he was saying, oh, yeah, I look forward to this not being in the news and it you know, them giving them an extra six overs for whatever happened, you know, there was an injury or something and then no one ever getting fined and mm-hmm. we'll just all move on because no one takes it seriously. Like, and uh, egg on in Chapel's face, they actually for once got, you know, fairly harshly dealt with, I thought, because I'm pretty sure Australia lost five points when they fucked up against India, yeah. not 10, and they definitely didn't get fined 100% match fee. So, yeah, that was the massive part of it. Yeah, yeah. So whether that makes a difference to anyone in the English test side, it'd probably make a difference to some of the smaller nations that play cricket, that yeah. probably the players would, you know, that, that match fee might actually make a difference to their overall wage. Definitely not for Australia because they get paid so much. But Imagine a uh, young bloke like Hamid or someone who's new to the side might not have one of the big ECB contracts mm, yet. They yeah, that's true. Be a bit of a kick in the backside. So. It's probably like five grand or something huge for tests, right? Like mm, yeah. It's probably a but lot of. It's just their matchy, right? So they're not their contract money. That's but still, true. Yeah, no, it's a lot of That's money. Well. It's just they basically played for free for that game. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. According to everyone on Twitter, everyone would do that anyway if they were given the chance. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when well, you... give it give it the option because like Cricket Australia would come to all of us yeah. and say, "Look, I want to give you six grand to play each test." I'm going to go. Look, no. No. I would do it for I'll free. Do it for no. I would not take six thousand dollars from you because I'm so charitable. This is my dream. If I, it's just offered to you, fucking hell. I digress for a second. When you mentioned um loser of the match, Mick, I looked up uh who has lost the most test matches and I was trying to find individual ones, but I couldn't find it. But I've got a team one. Yeah. Um who do you think has the worst winning percentage in test cricket history? Which nation? Uh, it's going to be a bigger nation. Or not a bigger nation. but New one. Zealand. Sri Lanka. No, nah, it's Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. oh, it is. It is. I thought the Zimbos was too obvious. So that's what yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> who, who has the best winning percentage? It'll be Australia or, or India, I reckon. I can't, I can't say either of those now. South Africa. It's one of your boys, Alex. It's Afghanistan. Oh, oh, Is it really? They yeah, have a winning percentage of 50%. Yeah. Really? Three. That's the best? Yep. Australia next, 47.36%. So. That's so... Uh, winning percentage, okay, because there's a lot of draws. Draw. I was yeah, like, yeah, why yeah, is there one, not yeah. one that's more than 50? Yeah, okay. I see. There you go. There you go, exactly. It'd be interesting to know like what the Windies were in like the eighties and what they are now, because they must have been fucking right up. And up yeah, it would have been there. dominant for yeah. a long time and then fell away again. All righty, so yeah, so that's the first test. So before we uh, touch on the second, uh, before the second test started, there's a fair bit of news going around about the second test. So um, the Australian skipper decided that Pfeiffer and Cat and winning his first test was enough, so he went to dinner with Harry Conway. And got in a COVID scare and couldn't play in this fucking test match. So, um... I blame Harry Conway, even yeah, though it's not his Harry, fault. Mate, when in doubt, blame <laughs> Harry Conway. <laughs> the, the real question that needs to be asked is, why are you having dinner with fucking Harry Conway? Yeah, of all the people in Adelaide. Yeah. This is a bloke who's captain of our nation because he's meant to make good decisions. Yeah. And in his first couple of weeks in the job, this is one of the decisions he made. Hanging out with Harry, Harry Conway. Harry Conway. Yeah. Risks himself. The only thing worse would be having dinner with Scott Boland, I think. Oh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would elicit, elicit a response. But um, so the other side of this story that came out was um, Mitch Stark and Nathan Lyra in the same restaurant, but were sitting outside due to mm-hmm. them either 
um, taking the piss out of Pat Cummins or Pat Cummings taking the piss out of them because someone messaged someone and didn't respond to it. Yeah. I didn't read the article because it wasn't that interesting. But either way, there was some, just... there was some like you know, just blokes being blokes trying to be funny when they're not being funny. Yep. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to that, thanks to that lack of being funny, they sat outside and actually got to play in this fucking test match because by being outside, they didn't get caught in the COVID hotspot or some fucking bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. they weren't considered a close contact. They were just considered a at the venue contact. Yeah. So they didn't have to isolate. They could just get a negative test. Yeah. And it's good because, you know, we would have had to have gone down the English road and had Josh Hazel bowling off his. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> if Nathan couldn't play. Yeah, true. But the thing about Josh Hazelwood is he doesn't bowl half rat pace. So he didn't yeah. have to, you know, resort to office yeah. <laughs> despite running in longer than him. Like, uh, anyway, I don't want to get into... Yeah. English is uh, bowling on it now. Which the, um, the other funny thing with the Cummins whole COVID thing was, so he had this COVID scare, and they basically said, well, you can't play in this test, you know. So he's decided to go back to Sydney before the Boxing Day test, which is all of Australia is the most, most rife with fucking COVID cases. They are yep. getting like 3,000 cases a day in Sydney. Yeah, it's so cooked. So, like, why did Pat fucking go there? Like, why didn't he just go to Melbourne? I don't know. Like, maybe it's like going to... Like, you remember yeah. when Joffre Archer popped into his house on the way yeah. through from Test Match, something similar? Like, I just got to get home? I don't know what it is. Crazy, because... And also, the the COVID restrictions slash rules or policies, uh, the most lax in Sydney and New South Wales as well. So Sorry why he went. <laughs> Same he won't have the QR code anywhere until the yeah. test match. So yeah, true. It's got to get um, uh, Smalls Burger or some other weird <laughs> ass taco truck easily. <laughs> can't, can't get that in Melbourne. It seemed a weird decision to me, especially because they had to charter a flight with just him and a pilot on it yeah. from a private air. Um, it was sort of him driving at one stage. Like, Mate, you're the Australian captain. Get a private plane or you get a chauffeur now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to roll up this now. <laughs> Either that or a Bugatti Veyron with two seats in it and he just sits in the yeah. back and, like, land speed records. And just <laughs> I've been driven home before from Adelaide. Just get gas at his Maloo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could break some land speed records yeah. in that thing, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird decision. It yeah. didn't make any sense to me. Like, you knew you were probably going to be away from family and friends if you yeah. didn't test well, not test positive, but well, you he weren't would have played, So he would have been going from Adelaide probably today or yesterday to yeah. Melbourne anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. They, I think they went the next day after the test was oh, over. Yeah. It was really quick. They were in Melbourne like the next morning. Well, I mean, it's an hour and a half flight, but they didn't wait a day or a half or whatever. There's, they're all in Melbourne because I saw a thing that Warner posted up uh, in Melbourne or something. Well, I just can't wait to Cummins gets back to the sheds and he's now known as Private Plane Paddy. <laughs> That'll be the good one. That is, you're on mute, Al. Well done, mate. <laughs> Private Paddy was my joke. It was hilarious. And also, I clicked and my mouse button didn't work. I'm blaming technology. <laughs> uh, 164 episodes. Smooth <laughs> as butter. All righty. So, um, that uh, exclusion of Paddy Cummings from the side led to a couple of things happening. It led to the reintroduction into the bowling lineup of Jahia Richardson. Oh, one of the podcast favourites. Yeah. And it also saw the reintroduce, reintroduction of Steve Smith to be captain of Australia, much to the, um, like, you know, what will we think of, what will the children think type yeah. of scenarios <laughs> on Twitter? Oh, my God. The thing you'll love is that this was brought up three weeks ago. Like, oh, what if Paddy doesn't play? Steve Smith can't be captain. Fucking two tests yeah. later, fucking yeah. running the show. But um, no, it is what it is. He's vice captain. This given is a standing happen. ovation at the ground, whatever. Yeah, I'll, no, that was a bit weird. I don't know. Know whether yeah. So um, the other thing before play started was uh, Josh Hazelwood had picked up a side strain at the Gabba apparently, and they tried to they gave him to the last minute to try and get fit, but he just could not get fit, which led to the debut and the first test of one of our favourites here on the podcast. And that is more or lesser Mick Nessa. Nessa, who's been around the squad and kind of on the verge of getting a game for a few years now. So um, good on him for finally getting his chance. He had his cap presented by Glenn McGrath. That's pretty uh, pretty hard to go worse than that when you're a fast bowler, I think. Not a bad one, is it? Yeah. 
They should um, have got Andy Bickle and flown him in because I feel like McNess is the new Andy Bickle. <laughs> Similar yeah, type bowler. And he's carried the bricks a few times. <laughs> yeah. And everyone fucking loves him for some reason. Do you see the celebration after he threw his wicket? Like there was said, four blokes hugging each other in a conga line, well, like also Swepson, hugging him. All the Queensland blokes from like in the squad, <laughs> like Swepson and Usman, ran on the field and yeah. got involved as well. I'm like, this guy must be the greatest man alive. Like, yeah, everyone but, loves him. You haven't experienced this too often, Gin, but sometimes you are able to play cricket with good blokes. I know <laughs> in your career that you you very rarely played with a good bloke, but it sometimes does happen. <laughs> There's been a few over my time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So the Adelaide Test uh, was a, was the venue of the second test. It was at the Adelaide Oval, which surprised surprises in Adelaide. Mm. Um, so the Poms brought in Big Stu Broad and Jimmy Anderson. They oh, uh, got rid of Mark Wood and who else? Leech. Oh, Jay, uh, Leech, the spinner who got fucking carded. No, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah. He, he bowled so bad, we don't even want to fucking bring it back. No, up. I don't think he bowled that bad. He just popped, he's like straight well, up and down, noon nuts. He just got carded. He got right. carded. Mm. So you don't get carded if you bowl well, Alex. Put it he didn't, way. well, he didn't bowl. I know you're going to argue that because you get carded a lot. Yeah, I know. You get, <laughs> the best ball I've ever bowled got hit for six. So, <clears throat> But I just wanted to say, I forget the leg spinner for South Africa. To here? To here, Imran? Yeah. Who had Brad Haddon smashed him to all yeah. parts in Adelaide? Yeah. He bowled shit and yeah. got carded. Yeah. It was a half tracker followed by a full bunger followed by a half tracker for about 10 overs. Leach didn't really do that. He just bowled yum yums. <laughs> so bowling bad, he was just treated with no respect. He had no penetration and they had good plans against him to build him out of the attack. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, maybe he didn't have an answer to getting hit out of the park, and that's probably you could consider that bowling badly. But it wasn't full bangers followed with yeah, long hops. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. But he still got cut. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shouldn't play ever again for England. I just want to add, <laughs> like, I feel like he's, he's useless from a Test cricket perspective. <laughs> um, but he didn't bowl that badly. But he bats in glasses, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough. So yeah, so Steve Smith won the toss, and the Aussies would have a bat. Um, so the Aussies end up declaring nine down for 473. Uh, Marnus would make a ton. Dave Warner would get 95. And Steve Smith would get 93. Uh, best of the bowls. Not necessarily the best, but the man who got the most wickets was Ben Stokes. He did try all day, Big Ben. He just uh, unfortunately didn't have much help. He took three for 113 for the Ginfer. Yes. Jimmy Anderson come back in and took two for 58. Uh, so the Poms would then have a bat. They would get rolled for 236. Uh, it was Dawood Milan with 80 and Joe Root with 62, who did most of the damage there. Uh, Starkey would take four for 37 and Lyon would take three for 58. Got his, was that his 400? Or was that the test before? Well, um, test before. Yeah. Test before. Yes, Alexander. Uh, am I right in saying Joe Root's never scored a ton in Australia? I believe so. Yeah, and he still yeah. hasn't, despite batting reasonably well with this mm. series. That's just an interesting thing. He that's always 80 been, in the 60. Yeah, that's always been the knock on him. He gets good-looking 50s and doesn't mm. go on with it against us. So, I mean, oh. fuck, he's, he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting with the battle. Oh, fuck. Imagine yeah. the stress on him at the I moment. Mean, I, I think Milan's a good player, especially here. Um, but, geez, no one else looks likely of getting any, do they? I think our conditions suit Milan a little bit better because he's mm. a bit more of a white ball bowler. So I think mm. the, the bounce and the ball – I mean, white ball batsman, sorry. Mm. And the bounce and the ball coming on and that our type of pitch has probably suit him a little bit mm. better. I think he looks good. He's got 100 here last time as well. If Joe Root's going to get any fucking tons, it's going to be coming up at the G because, as we know, yeah, G's always, G's always yeah. a batsman's ground. So if oh. he's going to get fucking runs anywhere. I, I reckon Burns will get a few runs. Yeah. I can't say that. And then I wonder if they'll pick a spinner in the next game. I know we're talking about the last game, but yeah. so, who's they've got? Like a Tom Bess is that the replacement spinner? Mm. I yeah, think I you just got to pick one and just fucking hope it works. Like imagine we walked into a test match without Nathan Lyon, and we had five right arm over the wicket bowlers all bowling the same pace. Yeah, <laughs> all bowling at one twenty eight. Yeah, we just yeah, yeah. carted everywhere. Yeah, got to have some sort of point of difference. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And look, it's sort of like it's one's got to be, you know, kissing the pitch with skiddy. One's it's like a be. part cricket team. You know, you got four blokes who bowl right arm over. What's the yeah. point? <laughs> it's true. The most park of all park cricket yeah. is four. Right? The no spinners. Yeah. yeah. 
spit. No spit. It's just everyone just bowls the same thing. Slow <laughs> meds. Yeah. Meds, yeah. Uh, all righty. So second innings, the Aussies would declare nine down again for 230. Uh, Manus and Trav Head would both get 51 each. Uh, Joe Root would finally bowl himself in this test match. He would take two for 27. And Milan would get a bat as well, old Dowd. And he would get two for 33. Uh, Ollie Robinson also started bowling offies with his glasses on Ashley Giles style in this match because they didn't pick a spinner. But Joe Root was bowling spin. But I guess they were just trying in. They could fucking try. That, well, Joe Root was off the ground with his That's nutsack right, he, injury. He was injured. He did sorry, box, sorry. He didn't wear Abdo- a box in the nets. Abdominal injury. Yeah, he did which wear is... a box in the nets. And one of his plums was probably the size of a fucking grapefruit. Oh, jeez. It would have been... One of his plums would have been the colour of a plum, <laughs> I think. But it's interesting now that like they've just suddenly gone to abdominal injury. Like yeah. that's everyone on the coverage, at least in Australia. I'm not sure. You got yeah. in the balls. Just say it. Well, cut one in the nuts. Normally, in the jocular fashion of Channel Nine, they would have said like Jets yeah. crackers or yeah. <laughs> family jewels or kept going. Well, they may have that. rolled that out because a lot of that, a lot of those chaps have gone to triple M. The uh... Oh, yeah, true. But the, it was like, it was half an hour of abdominal injury. And I'm like, what did he get hit in the like, abs or something? Like, it didn't quite click to me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's hitting the nuts. But the fact that he was in the nets, like, I know they were only throwdowns, but fucking, you're doing, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, humming throwdowns if you get hit in the balls and you can't fucking feel Or going to go for a scan. Yeah. I thought they were wanger. Like, it would have been a wanger, 100%. Yeah. It's like, fucking wear a box, mate. You probably wear oh, a they... <laughs> So you got to hit the abdominal region, but. They used a wanger to throw it. Like, they say wanger on the coverage. So, okay. So, uh, the Englishman needed about 460 to win or bat out a day and a bit. Uh, They'll get rolled for 192. Chris Wokes would get 44. Joe Root would get hit in the balls whilst batting as well. And just just so everyone knew that he was having the worst fucking time of his life in Adelaide. Um, So, but it was Jahai who would take his first, I assume his first test fiver of 5 for 42. Yep, yep. Uh, Mitch Stark would chip in again with another couple of wickets. So he's, he'd be the leading wicket taker in this series so far, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I think so. But yes, yeah, so a man of the match was Marnus. Uh, loser of the match was Marcus Harris. Not because he didn't make many <laughs> runs. Not because he didn't make many runs. Because as everyone knows, I'm a Marcus Harris apologist and fan. He's the loser of the match mainly due to the fact he's the only fucking bloke Josh Butler could fucking catch. Anyone else would hit the yeah. Josh Butler. And it'd be like oh. fucking, it'd be like an extra life. But it'd be like when fucking you play Mario Brothers and you pick up the fucking the green mushroom and you get an extra life. Yeah. Fucking not Marcus Harris. Fucking poor, yeah, he's the lost. unluckiest bloke in cricket. He takes Poison a pearl down the leg side, takes a pearl to the fucking offside. Like, Coming <laughs> out, bloody hell! And then just regulation wanted about hip height just but grasses it. Oh. Like after he takes the pearler off Harris, Steve Smith literally gives him like catching practice, and he yeah. fucking dropped it. Like Jesus. Oh. Some if some great him, stuff. Some oh, great no, facial if expressions. If I was yeah. Marcus Harris, the Adelaide Oval, the change rooms would need brand new fucking TVs <laughs> after I fucking saw that. Bloody hell. Real, real Finchy in, in, uh, one day style. Fuck you waste everyone's fucking time. <laughs> what did you did you think anything about the not enforcing the follow on, Mick? Oh, uh, personally, like, um, it's shit. I reckon it was shit. I think they're cowards. Like, mm. um, obviously, I know, um, as a country, we've been burnt by it before, so I get there's this mm-hmm. fear of it. But fuck it, I don't reckon one bloke from that fucking game will be playing anymore. Oh, it was 20 years ago. So, like, where's this, like, so it's it's a fear of, like, it's like having a fear of the fucking, well, I was going to say have the Nazis coming back, but they're fucking back in full force at the moment. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like having a, it's like having a fear of fucking the bubonic plague coming back, which COVID's gone to that. So, <laughs> you know what? Maybe they should be fucking scared of the follow-on because fucking everything's coming back. Everything's old fucking new yeah. again. Ghostbusters again, Mick. Yeah. It's coming back. Everything's coming back. You know how many times a side has lost after making the team follow-on? Oh, is it once? Oh, no, yeah. it'll be twice. It's three. three. Yeah. So, the last one was India versus Australia, 2000, 2001. Yep. yep. One before that was England beat Australia, 1981. <laughs> And then the first time it ever happened, England yep. beat Australia. Yep. <laughs> As you do. 
in the 1894 95 season. That's the one that really freaked them out the most. That's the one that's their brain. It was the most fresh in my memory, fellas. That one. I think, like, I understand sometimes why they don't want to do it because you talk about, you know, resting bowlers and rah 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 and all this kind of stuff. But they'd literally just taken the new ball when this was about to happen. So, like, they were keen for the bowlers to keep bowling. It was in the perfect time to get a brand-new pink pill yeah. and put them back out. And One of the overs left in the night or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, that's it. Like, if your bowlers can't get another four or five over spell out of each of them to finish the night off and then have a rest and come again the next yeah. day, I just think, like, I think this was – if you're going to do it, this was the time to do it. Well, we have five bowlers, and our fifth bowler bowls 145. Yeah, yeah. that's you know, it. It's probably a good time to do it. And we've got, well, as it turned out from the last day, two other blokes that can bowl six yeah, to eight yeah, overs each in Marnus yeah. and Trav Head. Yeah, Steve Smith can bowl. Like, yeah, yeah. But Marnus bowled quite well, I thought. A couple of yeah. long hops, but Trav Head bowled. How he always bowls when he mm. bowls himself at state level, which is yeah. little sort of darty things. I mean, you can fill up a bit of time and give people a bit more of a rest with that. The yep. thing I wanted to talk about regarding the no, um, why not? Uh, enforcing or non-enforcing of the follow-on is they interviewed Nathan Lyon after that day and asked him about the follow-on. And he said, as an Australian cricket side, we have a theory about it, but I don't want to say until after the match because okay. of tactics or something. And then I haven't heard anything. So is that just like, he just yeah. shut up the, shut that's up the just, interview. That's just right? the whole, don't speak to me about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also regarding the, another point I wanted to make about the follow-on was they didn't bowl much to Shane Warne's chagrin. Um, they didn't bowl uh, green until very, very late. Well, yes. Steve Smith didn't bowl green until very, very late on the last day. Why haven't they bowled him? He must be injured. That conversation went like constantly for the first two and a half no. hours of the yeah. last day and made me want to shoot a bullet through the TV screen. And he finally bowled him and they interviewed Steve Smith after the game. And he said, we were hoping to not have to bowl him because of the workloads in his history with hotspots and he's very young, so on and so forth. Um, and we were hoping to get through the day without having to need him. And I thought, I, you know, I can say I thought that at the time, but I sort of did um, think, well, maybe they don't want to bowl him if they don't have to, right? Yeah. Um, it turned out they needed to, but he didn't get any wickets or whatever, but it all come to um, fruition in the end. But that's, I thought that's quite smart by Steve Smith to not bowl oh, a young guy if you don't need to. It makes perfect sense when the bloke yeah. spent what before he got back into the test setup. What did he spend eighteen months playing purely as a batsman because he couldn't play yeah. the ball? Yeah, <laughs> like, his back was so shit. Yeah. yeah, um, and you know it's a test match, so you, if you want to injure someone to win it, you probably should. Yeah. In my opinion, you're playing for your country. You should not pay any match fees. You know, you should just do it for free. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it makes sense. And I was like, you know, that didn't really... I think maybe Ishigua maybe said it. Maybe they're holding off until they need him. Yeah. And, you know, what a, lo and behold, the one of the greatest commentators that's on Foxtel, I think she's on Foxtel. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yep. um, was right with the money again. But, yeah, that made sense. I'm like, that's a good tactic to me. If you don't have to bowl someone you think might be close to an injury, why would you? You know, they... Yeah, anyway. No, I agree. Uh, and it's the thing. The thing that was weird about it, it's unlike Warney to like get fixated on something and just cont- continually fucking talk about it. Yeah, usually just lets it go, doesn't he? Yeah, like that. Like he just normally goes, "Oh, fair enough. I see yeah. they're doing something that I, I don't agree wrong. with. Yeah. I'll let that go and I'll move on." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think I said it to you guys, but I do look forward to the day that Warney comes up to Cam Green and suggests something to him. He doesn't pay any attention to him, no, and I'm he's right. off him yeah, like he's off yeah. Mitch Stark. Yeah. I look forward to that day because it's gonna happen. Yeah. And he uh, would just go his body language and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can't so bowl one, of, um, one of the highlights of watching that final um, day when they were trying to get the wickets, you know, and finish off the test and all that was, I think Lyon was bowling and they had the stump mics turned up and he bowled. I think I'm going to scout a limb and say it was Rory Burns, I think, or maybe might have been Milan. One of them, he bowled them and they, they just played all around it and just like got a leading edge out that nearly got caught and all that. And he yeah. must have... I didn't hear what he said when he come up to Lions Eng they got a run. And Lions like, no, nah, no, nah, mate. I reckon you handled that really well. I keep playing <laughs> it like that. <laughs> I think it was Rory Burns and it was, yeah, closing the face of the bat. I remember yeah, that. So. Speaking of the stump mics, now this might... Uh, 
Yeah, this won't surprise you guys. <laughs> but I actually think David Waters is a little bit of a bully. Bullshit. Knock me yeah. down with a feather. I know, I know. It's just the way so everyone was fielding in close. Um, and Manus was obviously fielding his customary like short under cover or bat pad yeah. or under little wherever he was fielding. Warner was at second slip. Um where he normally fields. Um the ball went past Manus, sort of on the bounce or something, and um, Dave Warner sort of sarcastically was like, Oh, I've got to see you lower. I've got to get you got to be lower, Marnus. You've got to get lower, you know. Oh, I'd like to see you much lower than that. <laughs> and Marnus had this, like, this, and this is the key is why I think Water's a bully, which is surprising to everyone. Is Marnus like paused for like, you know, five, let's say it's under five seconds, but paused for a bit because I don't reckon he knew how to answer the question. Because he knows Water's a bully, is just picking on him for something, yeah. and he just goes. Yes, boss, anything for you. Or something along <laughs> those lines. And it was this big pause of like, yes, boss, anything for you. And it was just like, oh, that's so cringe. It was this horrible, like, obvious bullying thing that's dressed up as, like, mateship or, you know, banter maybe. You yeah. know, I was just like, oh, it's yeah. sickening. And I'm like, here's just a, a, yeah, I don't think Warner's a good guy, guys. I don't nah. know. And I had a theory, I was telling you, like, he's been giving his gloves away after he bats. I reckon that's just the whole, like, image trying to, um, you uh, know, yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fucking um, recoup, not recoup. It's a bloody PR campaign. Yeah, that's it. Just yeah. trying to uh, fix his image up with the with the faithful, I believe. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, that's pretty much the second test wrapped up. So as we mentioned, the next test is going to be at the G for Boxing Day. Um, so Scotty Boland, the big Vic. As the Bill yes. Mason has been brought into the squad. <laughs> yes. I thought he was already in the squad, but he's been brought back into the squad. So there's rumours going around that they reckon he's a chance to play. I think it's a long shot. I'd like to see it just because I like him, but I yeah. think it's a long shot at this stage. Massive. But, come on, um, there's two bowlers ahead of him, even yeah. if two extra bowlers come in. But that's the, it. Sorry. Apart from Jai and Nessa, he's definitely the next best in terms of taking wickets and performance in the shield. So yeah. Um, It'd be nice to see him uh, get his chance. So uh, good luck, Bolo. Hopefully you do get a go at it. And he's um, a, a MCG specialist. He's yeah. 10 wickets at 15 this year, apparently. So that's that's why he's been brought into the side. And we've got some great noise here, Mick, yeah. on the call. Yeah, bit of a bit of a outside uh, interference coming in. So we've been joined by the man who uh, was running late, apparently. Big Mr. Ross Slater. How are you, Roscoe? Special guest. <laughs> On the great Christmas like tour of Golden Square, three triple five just got a bit delayed. Now, obviously, you wouldn't have talked about much with me not there. So, no, it's just been silenced the whole time for 45 minutes, Ross. So, oh, good. Well, glad I'm not getting paid by the hour to do the podcast. (laughs) We have saved a topic you did want to talk about for right now for you, but Roscoe. So, uh, we've we've wrapped up the Ashes, so you missed out on that, Ross. So, you have to listen. Suck shit, Ross. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of international cricket. Not much has been going on internationally, but one thing that has come across our (laughs) desk at Jollymont is the the big fella, Mr. I like my bat to do the talking, Virat Kohli, has been replaced as Indian ODI skipper by Rohit Sharma. So, um, they are about to start a test series, or they've just started a test series. at the moment, and this piece of information was tacked onto the very bottom of a press release by the BCCI. People have uh, basically seen as a very passive-aggressive BCCI telling Virat just to uh, remember who runs the show around here, buddy. Mm. But, yeah, so that is an interesting thing that's going on over in the subcontinent at the moment. So, so I, I hear that Virat wasn't told before this press release, or at least that's, he's saying that. That's what he's saying, at least. Yeah. The curry favour with the masses. I bloody love it. I love a bit of he said, she said stuff, especially with regards to the BCCI and Virat Kohli. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know who to root for in this situation when it's villain <laughs> versus villain. But yeah. That's so true. <laughs> I agree. I think he was given something like 48 hours to respond to a thing and didn't respond, so they just went and sent out the press release and Rohit Sharma's the new skipper. So 
trouble in paradise, Mick. I thought yeah. these these guys are as tight as MS Tony is with Indian concrete, but apparently not. <laughs> they can drive a wedge through PCCI and Virat Kohli. Yes. Interesting time to change captains too with the, isn't there another 50 over World Cup next year or something? Who knows? Soon in India. Yes, yeah. it's a very, it's an interesting one. Like, um, I can understand them, like, you know, taking on, like, a player. Like, if the roles were reversed, I can understand them going, yeah, Rohit Sharma, whatever, no worries. But to uh, to do it with the big dog with Virat, it's a very interesting situation. So, but, yeah. Especially considering they never did it this way for MS Dhoni. Like, yeah. he could leave whenever he fucking felt like it, if you know what I mean. Which so, happened to be yeah. at 75 years of age. Yeah. To the detriment <laughs> of the side. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, well, maybe they, that's why they learned from their lessons. But it's just like, I would say that Virat, uh, even as big as MS Dhoni was in sort of Indian cricket, Virat's bigger than he sort of was. A greater personality, sort of better player for sure. Um, it's interesting, it's sort of treated this way, but you know, I guess oh. it's just ruthlessness. Yeah, Step shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suck shit. I, for one, um, I wish everyone all the best in their endeavors over there at BCCI. Hey, um, I assume, Ross, you're setting your alarm for 6 a.m. tomorrow to watch the island tour of the United States of America. You bet you are, I am. First T20I tomorrow. It sounds like he's actually doing it right now. Yeah. (laughs) From all the clicking and stuff. Um, Is that true? Is it Republic of Ireland? uh, Ireland, Because they're the whole um, thing, Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland. Uh, So they can't get a gig, say, playing, say, Australia and Australia. So they've they've extended the olive branch to the US of A. That's it. They're actually going to Florida to play that game. Well, wow, Fort Lauderdale, I reckon. Yeah, that is, yep. And the match referee will be David Dukes, not the David Duke of uh, the 3K initial fame, but David Dukes. Uh, uh, good for you. Put up yeah. your Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's I heard personally that, you know, if England couldn't get up, it was going to be England versus US for the Ashes if Australia just couldn't put, hold up their end of the bargain. So it's good that Ireland stepped in there to really reclaim that piece of uh, piece of cricket land. It would have been renamed the World Series Ashes. Yes. <laughs> have, uh, have you gone through all the BBL scorecards yet, Nick? No, and oh. I'm not going to. Oh. So I'm going to touch. We're, but since you bring it up, we're going to touch on the BBL now. We're going to talk about a few highlights and a few things that have gone on in the last oh. two weeks. But we won't be doing all the scores. So um, I think a lot of people are just switching off right now. Mate. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. If mm. that's what you're here for, I'm really sorry. There's this thing called the internet. Go to cricketinfo.com <laughs> and fucking read it yourself. Yeah, um, so there's been a fair bit going on in the BBL world in the last couple of weeks, but I will just touch on some highlights. And highlights, because we're because I'm a batsman, are all pretty much batting highlights. So, Matty Wade would make 93 against the Sixers, whacking them everywhere. That was his first game uh, back playing cricket since the World Cup. Uh, the Bison would get 100 not out against the Hurricanes. Uh, Smashed him. Yeah, Colin Munro would get 114 against the Strikers not out. Oh. And it was a big show. Big Lenny Maxwell would make... I read this was his maiden BBL ton, which genuinely surprised me. I don't know if that's that's true. Really? Yeah, it was true. I watched that one. That's true. Okay. So he made his maiden BBL ton against the Sixers, but unfortunately they lost as Josh Philippe would whack a six off the final ball to get 99 not out and lead the Sixers to victory. So that's the ultimate from the big show. That's the ultimate big show innings. Make a ton and lose, I think. Like, that's... (laughs) But, um... And the other highlight was uh, last night, uh, Sean Abbott would take a three-far. That three-far would give him 112 wickets in BBL, which would make him the leading wicket-taker in BBL history. So well done, Sean Abbott. He has been killing it for his old BBL career, old Shawnee. So well done. Um, so the standings are the Scorchers are on top for four wins from four matches for 14 points. Second of the Sixers, who have four wins from five matches with 14 points. Then we've got the Thunder, who's got a couple of wins. The Strikers have got one win and must have a bonus point of some description. They have seven points. Melbourne Stars have two wins and seven points. Um, Hobart have one win. Uh, Brisbane have one win. And the Renegades have one win. Renegades are stone motherless in true Renegades fashion. So 
Um, then they're back tonight. Uh, Finchy is back playing his first game since uh, the World Cup. Yeah. And I think he was, when I checked before, he was currently 10, not out. But the Bison made 80 odds, the Scorchers. So that's Jesus. been played at Marvel Stadium. I did not see Spider-Man, so I think Spider-Man's not there tonight. Ah, Shattery. Um, yeah. Finch was doing a lot of commentary work. Yeah, he has been actually on the BBL. In every game. Yeah. Maxi was doing tonight's game because Finchie was playing. So. Yeah, he's on He's on every night that Finch isn't, basically. I think the racing, yeah. the Fox Sports commentary team are just watching off monitors and out of a studio in Melbourne. Because mm. uh, okay. Andrew Stormans was on every night as well. Yeah, I don't mind him. Yeah, he's I think got he's better, good. I reckon. Yeah. I thought he was good from the start, to be honest. Yeah, he's uh, been good, Simo. I'm, I, I, I really enjoyed Junior, little. too. I think Junior's good. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No, no rubbish with um, Junior. Junior's been good on the test because he's the one bloke you can tell just wants to say to Warney, no, Shane. (laughs) And uh, I actually genuinely think Ishigua actually finds Junior funny, but she finds no one else funny. There's a little bit of difference between the laugh of the jokes that Junior makes and everyone else makes. Just a bit, yeah. All right, yeah, so that's the BBL. So if you want to know a bit more about it, yeah, like I said, there's this thing called the internet, knock yourself out. Um, mm. So from there, we're going to touch on a little bit of local cricket. Uh, so we're going to start off in Victoria with uh, Jonathan Downs, who plays the Terrell Cricket Club. He would make 169 with Jonathan, which is a pretty good effort, including 16 fours. But not to be outdone with that, he then took five for none off six overs. <laughs> So that is not bad going. So, yeah, um, so next wicket up, maiden, wicket maiden, wicket maiden, yeah. wicket maiden, wicket maiden, maiden. Basically, <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, I, think, I think he got an edge that got caught. So that was him getting carded for that over. But yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> they hit one. So next up is uh, Chris Benedek of the Devon Meadows Cricket Club out in Melbourne's West, who made one seventy one not out off seventy three balls. In a midweek T20 match. So he hit 18 fours and eight sixes. Yes, Alex? Devon Meadows. Yep. Is that where they grow all the Devon? Yeah, that's where the, um, yeah, that's where yeah. the Devon. They have free-range Devon and a Devon, <laughs> Devon factories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, he hit 18 fours and eight sixes. For those playing at home, 171 of 73 balls is a strike rate of 230. That's amazing. <laughs> How did he celebrate, Mick? Did he have some eggs, Benedict? No, yeah, yeah, fried Devon. But yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, all righty. So next up, we'll head up north a little bit to New South Wales Premier Cricket, where UTS North Sydney's Justin Ooh. Avendano would hit thirty off one over. So he started <laughs> with a dot and then hit the next five pills for six. Just a sighter. Yeah. Just sort of see what he said to yeah. <laughs> Trying to get the bloke another over. Just let him get away with the first one. Yeah. First um, one. Oh, these are yum yums. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. So Justin <laughs> would finish with 100 not out off 53 balls, including oh. four fours and 10 sixes. <laughs> so not bad going there. He's played some cricket in the past for the Sydney Sixers, old oh, Justin Avocado. Yeah. 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 All righty. And then our final stop for. Uh, this uh, episode of local, this segment of local cricket. Uh, we head up to Queensland where North Bundaberg Cricket Club quick bowler Nathan Van Erken took nine for 42 off 13.3 overs. Whoa. So that's not bad going either. So, uh, and there's three maidens in there. So he got a bit of stick off his other 10 overs. Yeah. Going, four, going four and over. Fucking hell, Nathan. Yeah. Well, you just got to bowl, you know, you got to get the best for playing shots, Mick. Yeah, so. well, that's true. That's nine true. times. Alrighty, and then the final part of the local cricket for this podcast is one of my favourite things that you do when we go into the breaks, and um, it is the way everyone's been dismissed so far this year. Yes. So, as we head into Christmas, the numbers are probably a little bit lower than normal because not all states have had, you know, full half seasons. Like myself, down in Melbourne, we've only played five games this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Start off um, at the top of the tree with 337, 589 dismissals have been caught, and which is not real surprising. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been 219,364 chaps have been bowled. Jesus. Uh, 60, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're 60, a bat user. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this right. is me. Well, <laughs> this is my wife to leave and get fucking piles of fuel. So 63,023 blokes have gone, yes, no, yes, no, sorry, as they've been run out. Uh, yeah. First ball of the match, how many? Huh? <laughs> how many have done that first ball of the match? At <laughs> least one. Happened on the weekend for us, yeah. <laughs> that was gold. Uh, so dumb. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Still saying yes when he got run out there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's all uphill from there. It was like he was running uphill. It's how slow he was going. <laughs> Uh, oh, so we have 53,265 oh. have been given out LBW. Oh, uh, too many cheating umpires. Yeah. Well, That's not enough. You don't know the fucking rules anyway. Yeah. Well, where's, the, where's the trigger umpires? That's not yeah. enough. It should be 600,000. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, 15,546 of those have been stumped. Ooh, Ooh. Numbers. One Ooh, of those being contributed to yourself, Alex. Yep. Very, um, very sharp stumping on the weekend. 1,085 blokes have been out hit wicket. Oh, does Josh Butler included on that one? Or um, I'm not sure if he collapses, <laughs> but yeah. But I did notice on my cricket when I was looking up today that the big bash is listed on my cricket yeah. as they leave. Oh, so, that's cool. It's yeah. good that that's in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's shit. So it <laughs> belongs in there. That's why we follow it so religiously. Read out stuff because it's local. We have a bent on yeah, Australian with the local folks. Local yeah, it's, yeah. it's the the big bash is the perfect meshing of domestic and local cricket. <laughs> it's, it's our sweet spot. Uh, yeah. So fifty-six, 56 blokes have been out obstructing the field. Oh, oh, that's so many. That is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Wow. 52 blokes have been timed out. Uh, at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and 16 chaps have been out handled ball. That's too oh. many. That is far <laughs> too many. Whatever happened to the gentleman's game? Oh, there's, also, there's also 16 blokes in the field that are just cunts for fucking yeah. up killing. Or <laughs> well, there's 16 blokes who are doing live scoring and push the wrong button. They put yeah, that's true. And yeah. yeah, some old bloke just had to fill in on yeah. the fucking yeah. jump. Accidentally pushed a button. How do I delete it? I don't know. <laughs> just leave it. Yeah. All righty. So that is the end of local cricket for this episode. Yes, David. Well, you brought up Josh Philippe making 99. I thought I'd look up some not famous 99 scores, the Shane yeah. Warns and whatnot. And I've got yeah. a list here. It's far too long to go through. And I thought to myself, I wonder if it's happened twice in a game before. And it has happened a few times. Uh, Mike Atherton and Mark Wall, both at Lords, both made 99s. Ooh, 1993. Uh, in the second test, yep. And then we had another one at the Lancaster Park in Christchurch, John Wright and Deepak Patel, first test versus England, 91-92. Same um, The WACA ground saw Kim Hughes and Jeff Boycott make 99s. Boycotts was undismissed. Ooh. Also um, took four days. Yeah, <laughs> there is, and then that's pretty much it for the the twos. But there's a three in a game. Oh wow! Three ninety nines in a game. Pakistan versus England in March 1973. I remember fondly. Two of would have been playing. Yeah, two of them in the same innings. Majid Khan ninety nine, Mushtaq Muhammad run out for ninety nine. Oh, that's. So, Majid Khan batted three. Mushtaq Muhammad batted four. Unlucky for some. And then in the next innings, opener Dennis dismissed, 99 dismissed. Three 99s in a game. Well, here's a little fact for you about 99s, David, in Test Match Cricket. Mm -hmm. Greg Blewett got two 99s in a calendar year. Oh, one in Hobart. One in Hobart and one... Oh, I'm not sure... Somewhere not Hobart, anyway. But anyway. It did happen. Another one was in the Adelaide Open. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. Unlucky. Mm. Australian cricket team are currently piling up a lot of 90-odd scores as yeah, well. Yeah, they're doing their best Michael Slater impersonation, yeah. aren't they? I was going to say, just... Shane Watson batting coach at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there for a brother in trouble, I'd say. Anyway. <laughs> we move on, Mick, now to the quiz. I know you've we all do. been waiting. Yes, Roscoe. Yeah. So the quiz. Oh, oh. The quiz. Now, um, the first question is a preamble question. It's a free shot for anyone. When was yeah. the last time England won an Ashes test in Australia? Oh, 2000, 
10. So oh, when and where, which test venue, which test was it? Oh, uh, Melbourne. Yeah, the Boxing Day test, wasn't it? The they won the Day. Boxing Day test. Yeah, the Springford Dance, they won that one. And then they went up to Sydney on New Year's Day 2011 and they won the SCG as well. Oh, by an innings, fuck. By oh. an innings and 80 runs, right? So Is what it... I'd like you to name. Okay. Uh, New, okay. It says New Year's Day test SCG here, but then it says it started on the 5th of January. That's not <laughs> right, it? I'll call it the Australia Day test. <laughs> face just dropped. I was all excited about it actually starting <laughs> they, on the 1st of January. And they're using the Julian calendar. <laughs> okay, Greek, anyway. Orthodox Greek on. calendar. <laughs> It's uh-huh. Greek Easter was just two days later. Okay. <laughs> One of my favourite topics. We move on now to the quiz proper, which is can you name that 11-man troop that uh, ambled out on the SCG to lose by an innings in the final test? So we'll go around in order. Okay. We'll start with Suleiman Ben. Then David, okay. then Michael. Okay. So Suleiman Ben is me for all the listeners. If you can't yeah, work it out it. by the laws of deduction, uh, two thousand. Uh, Michael Clark. Yes, he was captaining. So one point to Alex. I'm going to go obscure. That's where the fun is. Uh, <laughs> Dougie Bollinger. No. Ooh. Right, oh. right. He played in that series, but not in that test match. Oh shit. Michael. Um, uh, Brad Haddon. Yes. Well, the two, very good, you two. Like, you narrowed in the keeper and the captain are usually too easy <laughs> to guess. That's good. Okay, Sh- back to Alex. Shane Watson. Yes, he was opening the batting, would you believe? Was he yeah. opening with yeah. one Edward Cowan? No, he wasn't. Ooh. Was he opening with yeah. one Philip Jakes? No. Ooh. Scott Dolan? Who? Who's Scott Dolan? Alex Alex Dolan. Alex Dolan. No. Was Ricky Ponning playing, Ross? No. Who the hell is Scott Dolan? He got injured. (laughs) Um, He got injured the test before. Didn't play. There's a little clue for you. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Well, I'll give you – there's a couple – at least one debutante in this test. There you go. And Ricky Ponting didn't play, so you might right. figure out where that debutante batted. Hmm. Um, was Phil Hughes in this game? Yes. Yeah. Usman Kawaja. Yes. Michael Hassan. Yes. Fuck. All right, bowlers. Good. <laughs> See the bowlers. Um, who, who guessed Watto again? Me. Thanks. So there's the top six done. Um, um, uh, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Green would be yelling at us for sure. Nathan Bracken? No. Ooh. Uh, nice line. No. What? Uh, he didn't de- he didn't test debut Nathan Lyon till September of 2011. Oh really? I thought well, it was yeah. a 2010 guy. Okay. Was Hilfi bowling for us? Oh, he would yes. have been. Hilfenhaus, yes. Yeah, good, oh, nice. good ball. Um, Mitch Johnson. Yep. Mm. He made a duck during this game. Well, that's why he bowled so poor. Horace? Horace? No, no, but right e- right areas for this sort of spinner. Oh, fucking, I know the spinner too. Yeah? Yep, I do. Have we only got the spinner left? No. No, you got, got one more uh, pace guy, I think. No. Pace guy and a spinner. Was the spinner Dan Cullen? No. No, I know it. Was it crazy Jason Crazier? No. Xavier <laughs> Hadokati. No, what? he started. He started. Yeah, he did start that series because, he got, he got because KP struggled against left arm orthodox spin. Yes. Yeah, oh, boy, did he, boy, did he struggle. <laughs> oh, big time. Oh, was it like. He some... struggled as much as Australia struggled against old Jack Leach up at the cabin. <laughs> Who would have bowled fucking seam ups in a team of Hilton House? Who was the other? And Mitchell Johnson. Yeah. I think, oh, man, I think I know. Might be too early. 
for mine, but. Oh, yeah. It's okay. not Craig McDermott, Alex. Was <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the spinner like Cam White or someone? No. Um, was it Sock? No. Uh, the other bowler would have been Pierre Siddle? Yes. Ah, of course it would have been. Yes. Well, I'll never guess the spinner. So, you so it is a spinner? Well, I reckon this was his debut. There's a spinner batting at 11. And then also, when you went through the batsman earlier, you had the keeper. The keeper hadn't batted at six. Ah. So you got the top six. We've got number seven is unknown at the oh. moment. So a bit of an all-rounder. And then number 11 is the de- debutante spinner. I believe mm-hmm. debutante. I'm not 100%. No, I don't know. Why not, instead of us guessing for the next 20 minutes, why don't you just tell us? No, we picked it up at seven, Bull. You have the one more guess could... each. No, oh, whatever. Uh, Andrew Simons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get this over with. <laughs> Murph Hughes. <laughs> Don Breadman. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> bad a bit at seven. Yeah, well, this is where he made his uh, opening salvo as a test player at number seven. Oh, Pretty I good, think, Neil. I think I know it. Too. Oh, it's Steve Smith. Yeah, Steve. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I didn't know it. I was yeah. going to... Um, anyway. Now, for the win, number 11, Spinner. Number Big 11. Fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Cam Morgan. Michael Beer. Oh, Michael Beer. Michael oh, Michael Beer. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Cam Morgan's just a fucking spinner. <laughs> and he hasn't played for Australia. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. funny. Michael uh, Beer. That would have been his only... Was that his only test, too? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm looking up. He made two not out of 17 balls. He's oh. only 37 years young now. Played oh. two tests. He played two younger tests. Than me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, only, than me. But is it like. Oh, don't worry. If you want to hear, obviously, this match is famous not for the fact that Australia lost by an innings, but for the fact that Usman Khawaja came out and made the best ever 37 on the That's right. Yeah. I remember the, the euphoria. Yeah. About it. <laughs> yes. yes, because he came in and replaced uh, RT Ponting, and um, yes, it was um, six quinies plus one in the old one. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's actually not a bad team. Watto, Phil Hughes, Usman, Clark, Hussey, Haddon. Yep, that's reasonable. Then yeah, and then yeah. Oh, maybe Michael B struggled as a spinner at test level, but. Yeah, Hilfenhaus and Siddle were good bowlers. Johnson, obviously, a good bowler. But he bowled up 644 and didn't have to bat again. Maybe that's before we got McDermott as bowling coach, who just said, mm. can you pitch it up, please? England had a pretty good Maybe team. Strauss, Trot, Peterson, Collingwood, Ian Bell. Their bowlers were poo-poo, though. Yeah, Tremlett. Yeah, Brisbane, and Tremlett, Swan and Anderson. They're pretty good. I think a lot of this... Bresnan so, wasn't a superstar. No, Tremlett was a one-hit wonder. Like, it wasn't yeah, really... True. They're not superstars at all. Still fucking flogged us, didn't they? Well, absolutely yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah, pulled our pants down. But when you no. went through that England 11, um, the batting line in particular, it just rolls off, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Strauss, yeah. Cook, Trot, Peterson, Collingwood, Bell, yeah, Pryor behind the pegs. Like, yeah. some of those players are their Everyone best ever type. Yeah, players almost. Mm, yeah, certainly, true. Certainly in sort of the, the modern era from, say, the 90s. Definitely. Yeah. And some of the, they've got very few, England have very few test players played 100 tests. There's about three or four of them in that top seven. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I think the main thing with that series was Australia just no confidence. Those, as you said, it wasn't bad players. They just didn't play well at all. Shit. Yeah. Well, that's our hour done, Ross. You can stay off half an hour if you like. But... Yeah, no worries. I'll just um, read through a few BBL scorecards. That's it. Uh, you just know. talk to yourself. Yeah. Oh, Ross could do it, believe uh, me. Yeah. He could sit there for half an hour and just talk. Uh, all righty. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think that's about us done. So, uh, we can sit here and talk about how Joe Root liked to blame the bowlers for his bad captaincy, but we'll fucking move past that. But, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all righty, yeah. So, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Frederick Harold Sock Company. I'd say buy some socks, but it's too close to Christmas now. So, buy them in the new year. You need socks all year round anyway. Absolutely. So, fucking get yourself some socks and they'll plant a tree and, you know, make the world a better place. So, fucking get, get some fucking socks, mate. Yeah. You low dogs. 
So, um, do you have any final thoughts for us, Roscoe? Uh, just a final thought from me. When are they going? When am I going to learn how to change the settings on the security light outdoors so that yeah. I can have it on permanently? <laughs> rather than having to get up and wave a gumboot at it. If you could just knock your phone <laughs> against random objects a bit more for us, Ross, that'd like you know, sound quality is everyone's business. And, That's it. I mean, what we what we want to hear, and I think what our listeners want to hear, is just crackling the whole time. So. I, I do what I can to please everyone. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. I appreciate that, and so do all our listeners. And I wish That's you all the right. best. All and uh, I noticed that you and David are wearing the same T-shirt, it looks yeah. like, from this great district. We are, we are legitimately wearing the same top. Yeah. And it's one you bought me for Craig Kringle, Ross. <laughs> right. Well, I yeah. should have bought myself one. Yeah. <laughs> it's very comfortable. I'll I would go back recommend tomorrow. this to anyone that buys Frederick Harold socks, is to buy the shirt you can't see me wearing. <laughs> uh, it's called Connor, the shop, isn't it? When did Connor Fonzie go What's that? When did Fonzie jump the shark? Because I was, yeah. was it 164 yeah, episodes. It was episode 164. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't we do it on episode three? So I don't understand. Well, this is nothing new. We're not learning anything new by jumping the shark in episode 164. All righty. Yeah. So that'll do us. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all you boys. We'll, there'll be another podcast in the new year for our loyal listeners. Um, yeah. We're up to we're up two nil and it looks like it's gonna be five nil. So if I can just go home now, nil. Joe Root, fucking take your plum that's the size of a grapefruit and the colour of a plum and on off you go. <laughs> but, uh, they didn't want to come here. Now they're not even gonna enjoy their Christmas piss up in the Yarra Valley because of Omicron. So stick <laughs> that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> All righty. In the great words of Michael Vaughan, maybe Australia's just better at cricket than us. All righty. Thank you. <laughs> fuck you. Goodbye, everybody. What the fuck were you, Ross? Oh, what a wisdom. What a wisdom Michael Vaughan is. Uh, <laughs> like an oracle, that guy. He's amazing.